it's Hummingbird-san. Welcome to the all-Japanese edition of the Dice Podcast. Why is he whispering, you ask? Well, we're recording this week secretly in a Japanese onsen, which is a traditional hot springs high up in the mountaintops of Japan. Right beyond this door, there are hundreds of naked Japanese men who would consider it highly dishonorable if we were to disturb them. Or maybe I'm recording in the studio and I made all of this up. In either case, right beyond this door, there are hundreds of naked Japanese men. This week's episode is a real blast. We cover topics that include the Big Moon Eye Show, the Samurai Legacy, and some of the longest toilets I've ever seen in my life. So please, join us for this journey to the Far East. It's a dice, dice, dice podcast. Hey, it's uh, we're this is this is it, man. The all we're gonna do the all Japanese review. Yep. Um, I had bragged and talked about how excited I was to go to Japan for the first time. That was on the last podcast. Yeah. So back in back in August, I was already planning that stuff. Yeah. And uh, and I went, and this is just gonna be a review, but we're gonna try to keep it. We're only going to cover black metal. No, no, no. no we're going to try <laughs> to keep metal it. Scene. <clears throat> we were going to try to do Japan last episode, and yeah, then, then I just start started talking, talking about, about Cascadian black metal. What a fucking retard! I am. Yeah, but all, all right, right, sorry. Okay. So, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to try to make this like it's going to be motorcycle related, but we're going to try to make this like your guide to J- my guide to Japan. Let's do your guide to Japan. I mean, you're going to have insights here because yeah. you've been many times. I've been a few times. So I, I only have a first-timer's experience of it. But I think so. that's the best experience. It is, but I have I have a lot of questions. So well, that's why you a, need to go back every year. I have a review and I have some questions. But anyway, I went to the Yokohama Moon Eye show. We got there. We fly out. We flew out on um, on the Thursday before the show. The show is Sunday <laughs> and we, fly out, we flew out on a Thursday. And the way that you've traveled to Japan – is by airplane. Don't take a cargo ship. Don't shipped. take the bus anymore. Don't. Some guy, I heard one dude sat on his bike the whole way when it was getting shipped to Yokohama. I mean, that's that hardcore, might, dude. Might be a rumor. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, you you fly there, and you fl- if you're flying from the West Coast, it's so easy. Like, you just you get on a flight in LA, Los Angeles, or San Diego. Take a couple of Quaaludes. San Francisco. And you just... Down a couple yellow jackets, and before you know it, <laughs> I took. Um, you're four, in the land of the rising sun. I took four pink Maseratis, <laughs> and then before I knew it, I was if high you took as four fuck. Four pink Maseratis. You literally. Did be, you ever take those, uh, or did you just trade them on the air? No, 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 no. no. Because you were going to take them to Burning Man, or you were going to do some kind of drug infused. I don't know what you're talking about. No. All right. Um, if you took four of those, you'd be in the cargo, like in the cargo van. <laughs> you'd be about hiding the... out, playing hide and go seek with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> did I ever tell you about the time I took ketamine? Yes, I did. All right, yes, okay. Did. On a plane with Russians. <laughs> that, oh, was wait, that was Dennis Babin. Yeah. 
All right. So anyway, so you get on a plane at LAX, and it's a straight shot, and it's a not uh, no twelve hour flight there. It's short on the way back. You you arrive the next day, obviously, because of yeah. the time difference. And yeah, right. You arrive the next day, so we left on Thursday, and you get there Friday, um, which is is crazy. It's trippy, but I didn't think the jet lag was that bad. I normally here's the thing, Dean. I normally travel for work. Yeah. And I travel to Central Africa from Los how Angeles. many miles is that? I don't know how many kilometers or miles. No, okay. How many hours is that? You're on the plane for 22 hours. That's not good. No. Is that fly. one straight 22-hour shot? It's not a It's not a direct flight. You fly. It's the most arduous trip you could ever imagine. I think it is the longest trip you can take because everywhere else you'd go the other direction. Like Oh, I see. You fly from Los Angeles to some city on the East Coast like uh, New York or Atlanta or okay. something like that. So even that, across country. That's you know, like so, six hours. Well, yeah, five hours, four hours, depending on like what plane you're taking, how many stops, whatever. Usually it's a direct flight to New York or something. Then you go New York to fucking Brussels or Paris. Oh, then you do another hop. Now you're, exa- now you're <clears throat> exhausted. Then yeah. you go Brussels or Paris south to Nigeria or to Cameroon to Central Africa. That's as long as the trip was across. It's another 12-hour flight. Fuck that. So by the time you Why land, didn't you just, just stay in Paris, you know, for a couple of party days? Party and party, and yeah. And just buy. There's times where I'm like running in the airport to, in Paris to catch a flight because there's a, a lot of times it's once every three days is the flight to Cameron. Okay. So if you miss it, you're like, it would be great to be held up in Paris. But dude, in my mind that I'm like so stressed when I'm at the airport, I'm like, you're fuck, already we got stressed. connecting flights and yeah. I, I got to take a shit quick because <laughs> I'm not going to have a good toilet for the next three weeks. And it's just three not, weeks. Yeah. What yeah. are the toilets like in Nigeria? <laughs> That's such a rhetorical question. What are the toilets like in Nigeria? Like the the issue there is sometimes the plumbing that you, you flush and your poop doesn't go anywhere. It's but there just, is a it, toilet. You're not just doing it on a banana leaf yeah. or whatever. I, dude, I, maybe there are some nice hotels there, I'm sure. The places where we stay, there's a toilet and there's spiders all over it. What kind of spiders? Like big, big ones. Big spiders. And then, or, or there's just like, it's a real filthy. So you just hold it in for three weeks. Sometimes. Like Burning por- Man. Sometimes the porcelain's broken. Yeah. So like the seat isn't complete. So you have to like, like prop yourself up so that you don't fall into the bowl, like into the ceramic and you don't want to fall yourself and fall into the bowl. You don't want any of your body parts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. PP. You don't want your PP touching. Well, if it anything. touches the side, are there any diseases over there you could get? Yeah. <laughs> there's some diseases you could get. <laughs> So anyway, dude, this is, I guess this will just be about Central Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Black no, metal part two. You go, you go there and like it, 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 it pervades your thoughts in terms of like traveling. So I always thought I'm not a good traveler. I don't like to travel. Well, because I don't that's like, a brutal flight. I don't like planes. In my mind, I'm like, I don't like planes, but it's because I never take planes for travel. Yeah. So, I mean, for, for, for vacation. For, for- pleasure yeah so I, when i take them i'm for it's for work so all of this other stuff is wrapped up into it it's like a pavlovian response right as soon as you start thinking about travel i'm like i gotta dump now i have to take a dump now like drinking tons of coffee <laughs> yeah i get nervous, nervous. <laughs> and then but this is a straight shot dude and you're like well this is an easy 12 and hour then you job go to another you're in another first world country so like the first time i used a toilet in in tokyo i was like dude those buttons with the water that sprays up oh, to your bum man, i have this whole we got to do a whole podcast on just the toiletry <laughs> the toiletry of japan we went to this one restaurant I'm sure you've seen this a couple times. I go into the restaurant. You you, you can't find the flusher. No, you open. <laughs> that happens too. But you, I open the door. The lights came on. The toilet flushes. 
Oh, there's a noise. There's... It's the noise to make to help you and calm you. Yeah, and the toilet flushes so that nobody could leave a dookie for you. You know what I mean? Like sometimes in an airport bathroom or something, or you go somewhere, you, you go to the toilet and there's pee or poop already yeah. in the toilet. Usually I just leave one on the top of the seat. <laughs> On the top of the seat. In so when Japan, it comes up, it just splats against the wall. In Japan, it flips it off like, <laughs> like a flapjack. No, I, I couldn't believe it. Like sometimes you go and you pee and poop. You think that's – and then they don't flush. You think that's not a big deal. But here's the problem. Like I can't like I can't go in and poop in a place that has pee in the toilet. Do you know no? what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I mean – Like because I'm worried about the splashback. So if you go in and the water is yellow – to, and you have to go number two. You're not going to poop on top of that. You urine. flush. For, I mean, you flush first, you flush of course. First. The, the Japanese have already figured out, we know you don't want to We know you don't want to do it. They've got, I mean, that's the same. The first time I went to a TT station in Japan, Yeah. it was like walking into a fucking spa. Because it's I'm like, this is, unbelievable. there's noises, there's bird noises, there's the buttons, the spray water. I didn't the, try. What about the heated seat? Oh, the heated seats are key, man. Those, those, the the company, the toilet bowl company in Japan, the big one is Toto. Is but it's just the seat. You can buy it here. Yeah, I know, and I that would work with your squatty potty. That would work fantastic because your legs would be up by your ears, like you've got mids. Put in an electric. I'm thinking about putting an electric toilet in my bathroom. You just plumb it through. It's the it's it's the future. It really is. This was the first time when I get to. There's many times in Japan I was like, this is the future. Then you suddenly realize toilet paper is. Did you use the bidet though, or no? Of course. You know what's funny though? I've been to Japan 18 times. Yeah. On my 17th time, I pressed the button. Yeah, because I, I was I was really I didn't do I it. was I was too scared. I didn't do it. This is now a I, I would just hit the button for seven minutes and not move. Now I just go to the sink when I'm in the state. I just have a pot noodle, <laughs> masturbate, press the button. I uh, I didn't press the button. I was too scared because there was a lot of options. There's like a direct spray. Then there was something that looked like a fan. Like it oh, was like a gar- yeah. there was garden hose settings for it. No, it's not going to blast you off the fucking toilet. <clears throat> but it seems like it would be no, really good for not chafing or anything. I didn't touch any of that stuff. But anyway, the toilet well, the lights came on, the toilet flushes, and then the the seat comes down automatically. Automatically, down. yeah, and it's and, heated. And it's heated, and we're in the restaurant. We're in a public bathroom. I'm like, if this was a public bathroom in the states, that seat would be broken. Oh, there'd be spiders. They'd be fucking shit. All over Unbelievable. the walls. There were weird toilet designs there too, though, that I didn't really, I couldn't figure out. One, one this is not a good review of Japan, by the way. This is a great review so I far. I get into Tokyo, and then, but one of the restaurants we went to, it looked like a, there was a like a long toilet. Long I'm going to post a picture of this on. Yeah, post it. All right. By the time we post this, I'll have put up a like toilet uh, collage of okay. all the toilets we saw. Yeah, please. And one of them was a long toilet. Like it looked like a tandem toilet. There was. Is it the one so you can poop but walk along at the same time? And just... <laughs> Who does that? No, I'm just saying, is it? Because they've got all weird shit over there. You think it's one where you squat and you kind of like lay down a strip? Like, uh, yeah, I think you keep you, walking. You, you walk down it like the girl Listen, from if the you've ring. Listen, if you're a businessman, you're on a tight schedule. You've got to get that connecting <laughs> flight. You've got to get that connecting flight to Zimbabwe. You've got to keep going. You can't so you, stop. But it's you're not pooping any quicker if you walk it along, are you? Well, yeah, because you're getting closer to the door to the, for the connection. <laughs> That's how efficient they are. That's man. how they're forward thinking, bro. That's fantastic. I, I'm going to show you. I'll send you a picture of this. Oh, I can't on, wait to like see this tandem. toilet. I was like, do two people. I thought maybe it was for efficiency. See, like two people could go at the same time. Pooping. We could just sit there hand in hand, pooping, or looking like at each other. One. <laughs> yeah, sword fighting. Oh no! All right, so 
Th- that was a toilet. That was crazy. But then, all of course, all the other toilets super clean in general. And if you've never well, been to Japan, everything's clean in Japan. This was a bucket list for me. But when I get there, I could not believe how clean everything was. Like surfaces are the cleanest surfaces you've ever seen. People smoking in the street in a smoking section. They don't just walk along the street smoking a cigarette. They go to a, they go to a certain section. They pull out a key ring that's an ashtray. And they ash in the keychain and take it home. Oh with them. my god! The other thing—that's you hit upon another point. There is literally no, no garbage, trash. no trash anywhere. When we got to Tokyo, which was after, I'm jumping the gun. When we got to Tokyo, I, we would go down like the junkiest of junky alleys. Clean. I would sometimes see like one tissue that was clearly like fell off somebody's. Left by an American. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, it was a McDonald's wrapper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, uh, you, every once in a while you'd see like a little piece of trash and you would notice it because it was so out, so of, out of place. Do you know what was really out of place for me? Even now when I go there is when you see a Western person walk, walk towards you and you're just like, and you I don't make eye contact. That. I hated You look it. the other way and look down and it's just like, they look I so... I couldn't believe how racist I was towards other white people while I was in Japan. Yeah, I, I hate, didn't want to be associated with them. any other white people. And it was like, why? I don't know. I didn't know why. It was just I would, like... I would immediately look away and look down yeah, and I just was like walk past them. Like Embarrassed, shameful. yeah. Shameful. It's like, um, oh, you're here too, and yeah. just this. But with you especially, I mean, of course, they're into, you know, the Japanese are into like freaks of nature and gargoyles and all that. Yeah, so with I'm your face, real, my face is really they, odd, oddball for And them. they loved it. What about the girl at Starbucks? Oh, we got to talk about her. She fell in love with you. I, I, I but she loves goblins and all that shit, so it's, you know. Halloween is her favorite. Halloween's her favorite. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh. Uh, yeah, so we land in the airport. If you've never been, so and I've never been anywhere in Asia at all. So it was just like big culture shock for me. If you ever seen that movie Lost in Translation, with I have, Omar, yeah, that's a great like kind of. I mean, it's it's done in a very movie way, but that's kind of how it was like. Holy shit, everything's efficient. Don't be intimidated by going to Japan. I think very few people speak English when you go to Japan, but every all the signs are written in, in English. Tokyo and a big city like that. Everything's in English, and there's always somebody that. I mean, the best thing is just to figure it out and walk around and get lost in that chaos. Yeah, everybody was super friendly. Like there was, well, except for the police. We'll talk about that. Oh. Um. Yeah. So, but we get to we get to Tokyo, and uh, we immediately see people for the show. Like I saw Dan Collins over there. Like instantly avoid him. I, I, no, I Uh-oh. said hi and everything. I saw the Born Free guys, uh, and was like saying hi, and they're like, "Oh, we're all gonna take the limo bus over." But I was with Noah. Noah and I were kind of just looking around. We kind of wanted to do our own thing because yeah. it was like, dude, we just want to see what's up. Yeah. Everything's written in English, not only in the airport, but like everywhere you go. And there's this – man, I wish I could remember the site. It was some non-motorcycle site. But they were talking about how even in the 80s when car manufacturers were coming out in, in Japan, like Toyota, Honda, when they were releasing models – they would never release the chrome badging with kanji letters – you know the kanji always is the with, yeah, it's it was with, always with American Eng, it was with English, English letters like Toyota Supra <laughs> yeah or Honda Civic they always put Civic in Chrome they always put Honda in English you know all the badging was always in English in, in, in English yeah and they think that was due I, I forgot what the article said but it had to do with like the cultural sort of it seemed exotic and cool to have your badging in well, English. The, I mean, Japanese writing to me looks cool as fuck. So I can see that being yeah. Like, and they knew they were doing a, a a full market, a world global market. So yeah. like the Honda motorcycles well, in the sixties. Yeah. Don't, it doesn't say Honda in kanji. It says no. Honda. So. Yeah. 
that kind of carried over to everything. So if you go to the subway, there's a bunch of kanji writing and you can't read any of it, but then it says, then it says like, English. Shinjuku Station. Yeah, of course. So you can get around it's, it's, there. I fine. think it's pretty easy to get around. I think easy it is intimidating, but you just go for it and there's it's fine. There's fucking Wi-Fi everywhere. Free Wi-Fi on the trains. Free Wi-Fi everywhere. Noah had a SIM card because he had a new iPhone, so he had actually oh, he yeah. came super prepared. And shout out to my buddy Noah. He's like ultra prepared like he's he's the type of guy that's like double and triple checking schedules and stuff so luckily he was with you and you could just I'm, relax yeah, i'm like i felt bad because i was just like oh, dude let's fucking go over here like i'm yeah. lord no care just like walking around but wait when lost. did you find out about the um guitar wolf gig oh that's another thing like was noah found out we were looking for live gigs and i was and dude i'm pissed bon jovi was playing over there what the fuck was Bon? Two days before we got you there, do not want, who would want I to see Bon Jovi? I would love to see Bon Jovi. Are you? You're joking? No, right? no. Because Wanted Dead or Alive in Japan with like a Japanese Bon Jovi tour shirt, I'd be definitely down for that. Uh, uh, the tour shirt, maybe because of the kanji. And you know that. But the fucking music and his white teeth. What is going on with his teeth? <laughs> He's got veneers, bro. But they're on. Un- they're just. They're uncanny. They're crazy looking. I would go see Bon Jovi because here's <clears throat> the thing, Bon Jovi is insanely popular in Japan now. Yeah. Like when they came out way later on with like, it's, it's my life. They're it's all such shit songs. Yeah. Those are garbage songs, but though that, that was the album. I forgot what it was called, but that album was the one that really blew up in Japan. Oh, sixth son of a sixth son. Was it? Seventh son of a no, seventh that's tiger? Maiden. Oh, oh. No, the later Bon Jovi was big in Japan, and earlier Bon Jovi, like all the stuff that's popular in America, like Wanted Dead or Alive, or like You Give Love a Bad Name, or Living on a Prayer, all of that stuff he was must not be minted from that garbage. Oh my God, the he's money loaded. he's made off yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, he's loaded. Anyway, they were playing, so we got it in our head, like let's go see a live band in Japan, like something <laughs> that it would just be crazy to see live. Yeah. You know? And we're kind of scouring around, and again, the SIM card came into play here because we were just like scouting around. But you could uh, you could get by without a SIM card. In <laughs> oh, Japan. I do. I never. It's always airplane Wi-Fi, mode. Wi-Fi. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so we, um, I'll get to the show in a second. We go to we get we get to Yokohama. Super easy. Don't be intimidated. And again, man, you are in like the firstest of first world countries. You're like. Also, Yokohama's 25 minutes on the train from Tokyo. Well, we took the li- we took that limo bus because it was eleven dollars. It's like a pri- It's like one of those big buses. Oh, okay. We well, just- if you do it on the train, it's actually three dollars fifty. We were gonna do that, but we had all of our luggage. And that's like, that's that annoying because you get to Shibuya Station where that oh massive crossing God, is, dude, and you yeah. have to lug your luggage through there it's and we're mental. just like right in the country the first time and it's it's nighttime it's getting oh dark. yeah it's, so it was like oh, i don't really want i mean to don't do get this. me wrong i took a taxi but i'm just saying if you wanted to a take the train is so spendy no it was only 100 bucks oh my god that's nuts. <laughs> we did try to take public transport we took the limo bus it was nice so we get to yokohama and the hotels shout out man what is that Pacifico, oh the pacifico is beautiful international oh are you talking about from the airport to the hotel yeah, oh yeah we do the limo bus yeah yeah i was talking about yokohama to tokyo oh no so we get to yokohama yokohama the, the, the hotel international beautiful. hotel beautiful the toilet everybody's super friendly i get pictures like right away with two uh nice ladies in in kimonos and they're like just super cute girls and they're yeah. like laughing and i'm like you're, you're all both so beautiful and then i was like you're creeping everybody out let's yeah, go please stop so we get into the hotel, and then the show is. So we're there Friday. The show's Friday. The setup is Friday and Saturday. Saturday, and then it's free to get in on Saturday when everybody's setting up. Is the time to go because it's I free to get it. in. It's free to get yeah. in, and you can just chill out with everybody. And I met a lot of folks there. Like um, I had never met Taka from Blue Groove. 
Oh, yeah, he's a super nice guy. Super nice guy. And they had this super elaborate setup with all knuckleheads. And it's like old 65 or 66 yeah, El Camino. GMC. Yeah. And then you met the guy who made your kickstand. Uh, yeah, I saw Hideo, but not till the day of the show. So anyway, we go Friday, Saturday. We're just kind of getting the lay of the land. And Yokohama, um, I would say it's the second largest city in Japan, but it's kind of a sleepy town. Yeah, it's a bit more suburbia, I would say. I say that. It's still, there's tons of people walking but you around. You know, it's the first ever port entry where because they were they closed themselves off from the world for a long for a time. long time yeah, and yeah. then it was an american sailor that actually came through the port of yokohama and, and basically demanded that they trade with him oh i didn't know that that's what happened that's the history and then it, that opened up we went to a museum a samurai museum and they talked about how they were shut off for like during the industrial revolution japan closed its borders yeah so because they were getting invaded by the mongol by the the mongols Mon- yeah well mo- folks from mongolia Oh, the Mongolians. Mongolians, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, holy shit, that that took a turn. No, we, um, so they were getting invaded by Mongolians and they closed their border and then they were like, fuck, uh, we're closing our borders, but the entire rest of the world was going through the Industrial Revolution. They, they were completely shut off, yeah. Yeah, so they got there. I think, yeah, some Americans, there's some Portuguese landed and they all had revolvers, like new guns, it's yeah. like six shots, handgun. And the fucking... Uh, and they were trying to fight him with chopsticks. No, no, they had flintlock guns where oh. you had to light a wick and fire one thing and then Dude, load it for a minute. that takes 13 minutes to load oh, that thing. Oh, my God. So they got fucked up. But anyway, uh, Yokohama, second largest city. And it's it's big. I mean, there's yeah. a ton of people there. But it's also kind of quiet. Like, we were surprised Friday night. It was like, oh, wow. It's like 8.30, Everything closes at 10. Shit's starting to close. Because we yeah. met you on the Friday to go for those noodles, remember? But yeah. people were shutting shit down. And it was like yeah. 9 it, o'clock. It was like weird to be getting noodles that late. I was yeah. like, holy shit. What are you guys doing here? And yeah. those noodles were fucking fantastic. They the thought way. we were Mongolians when we walked in. They were getting scared. They were like, get out. Yeah. We closed our borders. They thought you were a Mongoloid and I was a Mongolian. <laughs> it was weird. They thought we were a Mong for sure. <laughs> so, so we, um, so we ate those, we ate the noodles. And also I should uh, point out that your wife was there. Yeah. She has a, a horrible shellfish allergy. Oh yeah. As do I. I didn't know you had a shellfish allergy. Yeah, anything did with, that is that you've had it forever or did it just happen? It started when I was like seven or eight years old. My mom had a shellfish allergy and I just tried like some mussels or clams or some Ooh. shit and my throat closed up. That's not cool. Like hospital visit. And then I fucking uh, <clears throat> later on I had something with just like some clams or something. So I don't even know how bad it is, but yeah. I just like better safe than sorry. And I actually took some this is going to sound so ridiculous, but I took some uh, EpiPens with me that were not my own EpiPens because those things are like 140 bucks. And I was like, I yeah. don't really know if but I need you know, them. Well, they secondhand ones. They've already been yeah. used once. Just yeah. once. Yeah, just once. No, I took some exp- – so when you get EpiPens, I guess the epinephrine in the EpiPens goes – it expires at some point. So you it just lo- did it anyway. Just no, it off. loses its efficacy is okay. what they call it. Yeah. And the because the drug companies are always worried about lawsuits, they have to – every like – Two years, you have to get new EpiPens. So the woman that I work with has an allergic reaction to nuts and shellfish. Oh, okay. So she has EpiPens. So she had expired EpiPens. You brought those. I just brought They're those. They're not going to yeah. work. They're good for like well after the expiration date. It's like Tylenol. They're just trying to make it safe they, to cover their own back. Yeah, they're they're their probably back. good for like five years. Fucking pharma. Big pharma. Oh, that's why it's all a big fucking money corporation it's for rid- shit. Ridiculous, man. By the way, this podcast is sponsored, sponsored by, by Perkin Elmer. <laughs> no. no, fuck Big Pharma. I don't care, dude. We should get Axmall in to talk about how bad Big Pharma is. Like oh. the chemtrails and all that. <clears throat> we need him in the studio for we that. We need him in the studio. Because right. Or we go to the sound bath and do it there. Oh, dude, have you seen a sound bath? He's cool. All right, so 
Anyway, I brought expired EpiPens with me just because I'm like, if worse comes to worse, I'll jab myself in the leg. But if, you know, you got to yeah. jab yourself in the leg with the thing. And I told Noah how to do it, and he was freaking out. He's like, I don't know if I it's like the bit in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, it's like out. you got to go straight through the breast. But anyway, so she has a shellfish allergy, and I do as well. But dude, fear is unfounded. Like it's super, super easy to avoid any kind of shellfish in Japan. There's no. Yeah, but like, also, Annie just had these cards written out in kanji that said, "I'm allergic to shellfish" with the pictures on it, and they were like, "Okay, no problem. You can have this, this, and this." Yeah, like, great. I'll have that. And, you know what happened is my friend was talking to me and he's lived in Japan for seven years and he said that is a very recent change and it's due to the fact that they were getting so many tourists and people coming in that were vegan. Oh, you know, there's a bunch of vegan noodle places in Tokyo. Yeah. And so because there were so many people coming in with vegan, you know, only vegan preferences that they couldn't eat any, obviously any shellfish, fish of any well, kind. Well, the broth is pork broth and all that shit. They can't have any of that. I wonder if they're just like, yeah, this is vegan. This is and vegan. It's, it's delicious. Yeah. yeah it's but I, I think that really made it a uh, move. So <laughs> there's a lot of things that you can get that are not fish or not meat based there yeah. now. And then it's they were like, the, uh, the tourists are just so high maintenance. I never thought there was a value in vegans before going there but then i was like oh man oh. they actually made a good change for me thank you yeah but before that before that what are you gonna do man they're vegans it's whatever <laughs> so what about can i just there's stop no option no Hold no on. no problem avoiding shellfish if you're worried about that it was as easy to avoid shellfish yeah. there as it was it would be in boston real or quick in los though Angeles. Yeah. did you meet the guy from hawaii who was like uh, i listened to the podcast i've listened to all no, of them multiple no, times about him, but and i you- said Ryan's here and he was like holy shit this he is in Japan he came by the booth or something he came by the booth and he was like man I'm a fan I'm like I'm really sorry about the podcast it's shit yeah don't ever and then he sent me a picture of you in the streets of Tokyo and he said is this him and I was like yes but if, I thought you were with him no no if have... you're if you're <laughs> waiting on pod, these podcasts something's wrong yeah if dude. your favorite festival is Halloween <laughs> you're waiting favorite on this festival not festival season no what is it <laughs> holiday holiday and you're waiting on this shit <laughs> If you're waiting there's on something podcasts, mentally listen, wrong if you've with you. ever listened to any of these podcasts more than once, there, you, you there's have, something wrong. There's serious life changes you have to think about. <laughs> anyway, that was cool to get, to have people care about that sort of thing. No, I but love it. It's cool. We we go there. The food is fucking fantastic everywhere we go. Yeah, the yeah. noodles. I'm not normally eating like a ton of noodles or like ramen so or good. anything, and it's so it's good. It's so good. And I'm immersed in it, man. Like I'm trying everything. I'm like, I got the chopsticks out, no forks, no white people. I don't want to talk to any white people. No. If white people sat down next to me at my, at my noodle place, I would I would leave. I'd be like, I'm offended. I'm getting out of here. Yeah. We go over to Yama. Yama Yama-chan. Yama-chan chicken. The chicken. How good oh is that chicken? God. It's a walk. We walked over there. Yeah, but it's worth the walk. Okay. This is where our guide to Japan starts coming to play. If you're in Yokohama, you got to ride the roller coaster. Oh, yeah. Oh, we went on the Ferris wheel. The, the Ferris, huge... The huge Ferris wheel. Yeah, that was And then good. there's a bar over in the uh, ham... There's like a Hamley stuffed animal. Yeah, the um, English toy store. Yeah, there's a bar English... there. There's a bar at the on the top floor, and it's called uh, California... Last Bar California. And the dudes just got like the shittiest Americana <laughs> in there. It's like a fucked well, up Coca-Cola. Larry loves Americana. Yeah, he would. Lo- he could take a book's worth of photos just in that one place. It looks like a TGIF Fridays. Yeah. In the shit that, in the sense that there's, and I don't know if you have this term in, in England, this English term yeah. in England, but it's called like flair. 
Oh, flair. Yeah, well, like, we don't have it in England, but I know what it is. Like, if you go to TGIF and there's buttons everywhere... And, and they're, like, really over-the-top happy. That's flair. Well, but that's... When when you see people with flair and they're over-the-top happy, yeah. you know they're going to go home and kill themselves. Yeah, or their family. You know or they're I mean? going to massacre yeah, somebody. everybody. So, yeah, I don't trust... The, as much as I don't trust black metal fans, I also don't I also trust, don't trust flair. Yeah. yeah. If you got a ton of flair in your life, <laughs> yeah. something's fucked up with If you. your favorite season is... Uh, yeah, there's so many people that I think are fucked up. Anyway, we go to California's last bar. You know there's the Cup of Noodle Museum downstairs too. To we that. saw the whole thing. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So we go – if you go to Yokohama, this is like an off-beaten path up on the sixth floor, California's last bar. And the dude just – you could tell he went to California once, goes to California <laughs> once and like flips out and loves everything. So there's shit from the PCH. Yeah. All the garbage that you're so sick of seeing in Los yeah. Angeles, like a surfboard, yeah, a, a fucking one. body bar board, a yeah. shark tooth, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, all the shit. Yeah. All the dumb shit. He's got it there. <laughs> and but they got Here's what they got, dude. Insanely cheap whiskeys. Really? The cheapest Cuz the hotel ever. bar on the top floor. That's spendy, man. Not happy hour it's not. It's half price. Oh, I'm happy cuz the first time we went there we got some Japanese whiskey. I love the international. Oh no, that was the bar downstairs. That was unhappy no, hour. The one, <laughs> the one on the roof. Yeah. Unhappy hour it's three times the price. Unhappy hour. <laughs> uh, we had a problem when we were in Japan. It just reminded me when I went, on a happy hour. Yeah. We had a Racist, problem in on. that we were yelling things like with a Jap, like we were yelling things in English. We were overemphasizing everything in English, like unnecessarily so. So like if some, we'd go someplace and they would say, oh, sorry, we don't have whiskey. We'd be like, oh, no. You know, like we would say it. <laughs> and what did like, they say? You, they didn't understand we weren't we didn't mean to be racist but like we weren't trying to be racist but we were just like yelling things and we would bow really low and like oh so sorry and that's like why are you doing this dude don't be stupid and i'm guilty of it we just like we're in the cult i don't know we're just idiots we're idiot travelers i mean i don't yeah. if anyone spoke english there they would think that we were kind of making fun of things but we weren't it was honestly just like we got so into it that you we loved it. Somebody would say, Oh, arigato. And we would be like, Domo arigato. And we'd yeah. bow even lower. And then they would be like, Offended. They'd bow even lower. And then you'd have to re- and we'd bow, we'd lazy lie limbo. on the floor. We're limbo. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like dead. I'd just on the ground. Um, you go to American Yokohama, tourists. you go to Los Angeles bar. And, and guess what I had done before I left? You I brought could, a bunch of stuff. I brought gifts because I was like, oh, I know. And everybody from Japan that I knew said like, oh, it's cool to get gifts. They love that. We had brought $2 bills, US Did you give one to the dude? And we were like, this is ultra rare, even in the United States. Most people don't get $2 bills on on the regs You can't have a Rose Bowl. Yeah. Eight bucks to get in. Yeah. You got to pay $8 for $2 and then see a bunch of wicker shit. I fucking hate the Rose Bowl, by the way. But there's a a bunch of denim, like old denim and that. Fuck (laughs) salvage denim. It's fucking overpriced bullshit. Unless I'm with the cutest of cute girls, I never want to go to the Rose Bowl. It's all garbage and I hate handmade shit there on old stuff. I don't need a goddamn old like lamp or some (laughs) shit. Like a wagon wheel lamp. You don't need it. <laughs> don't need a wagon it's only wheel 400 lamp. bucks. What do you mean? Those motherfuckers down there. That is, and it's just full of gar- like people. Cosplay. There's all the people so in the cosplay. outfits. Yeah. Like, dude, I don't need flare bottom jeans or an <laughs> old wagon wheel lamp or a, uh, like a sniper ghillie suit. It's so stupid, <laughs> dude. Anyway, that's just my personal opinion about the Rose Bowl. But you can get $2 bills there. Yes, if you, you go to a bank, you can get $2 some bills. banks you can get $2 bills. So I got $20 worth of $2 bills. If you do the quick math, that's $10 $2 bills. And when we went to places that we really liked or thought were like, oh, man, this is kind of a cool American type vibe. Or we got real good service somewhere. You can't tip in Japan, by the way. No. You never tip for anything. So the food is always 
ends up being way cheaper because you get food and drink for like the equivalent of $9 US. Yep. And you can't tip. And it's amazing food. Everything else is more expensive there. Like yeah. across the board in Tokyo, shit gets expensive. Gas is two and a half times what it is here. So we I mean, you barely it, see a gas station out there. We worked it out. It's about seven and a half dollars per gallon. Yikes. So it's like, fuck, man. That's like England prices. And do you see the gas pumps? <laughs> they are, come from the top. Yeah. They hang from the top. Because they, they're space efficient. Some girl pulls it from a string to get your pump loaded. And well, that was a different thing. That was that a was, night in Tokyo. Sounds like a pun. No, no. But you, she pulls down so the she's pump. Pulling your pipe. She, she puts she, it in your pipe and smokes it. <laughs> she puts it in the hole, presses the button. So it was weird to see those – all your gas uh, nozzles are yeah. hanging from – what do you call those in England? you call them gas nozzles? Um, gas gas pumps. pumps. Okay. Same here. You pull those down and then you'd fill them up. And I couldn't figure out where the tanks were. They, they went off into the distance and I was like, where's that gas coming from? I couldn't tell. You know, here we have all the pumps underground. Yeah. I don't know what the cultural significance of that is. Um, but anyway – Maybe you can't bury them underground because there's so much transit. There's a ton of the train systems are extensive over there. But yep. anyway, so we go to California last bar, last bar California, and then we get the two, uh, give them the two dollar bill, and the dudes are floored. They can't believe it. You know what I mean? And Shittiest guys, gift ever, but they, he loves no, it. No, no, they all come out from the back. What? The cooks all come out and they're thanking us, and we're like, dude, we've had a fantastic time. It does look kind of like, excuse me, a TGIF Fridays. There's it like, probably looks like what's that place on the PCH where all the bikes go. Rock bar, rock store, rock store. Yeah, that's what it's like. There's there's people having birthdays there. There's yeah. kind of like old Japanese businessmen with really young Japanese girls, and Ooh, I think yeah. there's some kind of like I think that's where you might some take mistresses. Bargy, yeah. You know what I mean? It's almost like the equivalent of like a Las Vegas, where you see like a bunch of seedy stuff happening, and it's oh, on yeah? the sixth floor, so so it's up there. Yeah, you're not going to be seen or whatever. You know what I mean? No Wi-Fi, so nobody can. No Wi-Fi. <laughs> Just getting a bit of slap and tickle. Yeah, and we're 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 uh, we we have a blast. So we give him the two dollar bill. Everybody's so thankful. The guy, the cook comes out. He's from Nepal. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh my god, it's my dream to come to Los Angeles. Please give me your address in Los Angeles." And we're like, "Dude, I know I'm I not gonna do, do that. that. I don't even give my address to friends. Like, yeah. you don't even have my address. I ask for it every time. Every time you come over, you're like, "Hey, can I get the address? I forgot it again." <laughs> And I, so I don't give out my address because that's one of those things where the guy's like, I came to Los Angeles. I have nothing. I'm going yeah. to be a musician. I need to stay at your place. Like, I, no, I'm not that kind of friend with no. you. Short order cook in, yeah. in Yokohama. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we go, we go there. That's fun. We go to the setup for the Moon, Moon Eye Ice. show. And that's the day to see everything because it, everything's open. Yeah. Everything's largely <clears throat> But there's set also up. not 25,000 people in there. There's so many bikes and cars to see there that it's overwhelming. You can't believe how much stuff you see. Um, I can't describe it all. I put some pictures up. People put pictures up. Unless you're actually there, it's very – I mean there's low riders there that are done up like completely – like choloed out. Like they're completely – Oh, whatever they, whatever they get into, they nail it 100%. Like all Aztec murals along the thing. Yeah. And there's guys with like face tattoos and they got like the flannels on and the chino jeans. Oh, like man. Chino they pants. do it. They live it. They're living that lifestyle and they're wearing sunglasses and you would think that you're like in South Central somewhere and then they take the sunglasses off. They're like Japanese guys. And it's like, holy shit, man. Kudos to you, man. Yeah. You are in it. And that's what I've heard is the dedication of the scene is yeah. what really blew me away where you could have a knucklehead, but you live in a tiny little apartment. Oh, they, but they use it every day to go to work. Yeah. But they have to travel 40 minutes by train to get to the place where they To get store. to the garage that's got the knucklehead in there. Oh. Oh then God, they get you but well first before they get to the garage they go buy the raffle ticket they get the raffle <laughs> they ticket get a raffle ticket to get to get the bike then they get, get a 50 the minutes to the train to the bike <laughs> and 
Oh man, it's dedication. And another <clears throat> thing that I should say too is it's still a very conservative culture. Mm. So to go counterculture there and be riding around on an old Harley Davidson, it's every step of the way it's difficult. It's difficult to buy gas. It's difficult to get insurance. It's difficult to get a place to store the vehicle. Yeah. Space, space is this zero. Space. It's more expensive to pay for paint, to pay for bodywork, yeah. to pay for parts. Oh yeah. So the dedication to say like I'm doing this counterculture thing there is so above and beyond what it would be in the states. In the states, to get an old bike, well, it's dude, easy. You, it's relatively easy. You can get an old cone shovel, like put on a denim jacket and kind of be already in the scene a little bit and yeah. be like, oh look, I'm at a motor and there's motorcycle events all the time. This, like the dedication to not take the train and be dressed up as a business guy and to be doing that is really incredible. So I see uh, all of the cars and stuff. And, dude, there's some just classic, just unchopped, unmolested vehicles over there, which is super cool. Like that El Camino. There was oh, yeah. an old Woody uh, that was there. And then the bikes are just over the top. What are your what were you like some of the bikes that stood out to you? Do you remember any off? Well, of course, there's Gak from Hawkholic, and he builds the old crusty knucklehead choppers. He had 336 knucklehead choppers at this show. Yeah. Uh, no, I think one was an original one, and the other two All the Taka stuff is always Taka's cool. Blue Groove stuff. He's got a great eye for for you know yeah because that's the thing with japanese culture and people they've had thousands of years of being artists yeah you know of painting and creating and yeah craftsmen, and it's like craftsmen. Cro- being a craftsman so yeah. that really comes across whenever they do something like build a low rider or a chopper the proportions are perfect the paint's perfect it's fucking spot yeah, on it's really their own aesthetic that bike um that stood out to me there was a lot of bikes and a big mix of stuff too like there's stuff that you would see in a jmp catalog and then there's stuff that you would see at like an old, cool, like born free event or something like that. Where you, What's in the new JMP catalog, by the way? Uh, they have their uh, their spring lineup is already sprung. Spring it's has sprung. sprung. Okay, That's so what was it? Heated grips and no, I don't. I don't have any idea. Oh, okay. Um, they got uh, the toilet bowl. <laughs> the long toilet bowl. Yeah, that you can walk along. No, but there's everything there, and then there's kind of like Japanese uh, like <laughs> models. Here's a, here's a trippy thing. You're just like walking around the show, and there's like a Japanese duop band singing like "Be my, be my baby." Yeah. But they all kind of have accents. Yeah. But they're playing, they're jamming out, and then you're seeing like some like ultra cool lowrider, and yeah. you're in Japan. It's just like, what the fuck, man? It's, it's pretty so trippy. crazy. Yeah. So you get some guys that are dressed up like. Like real fucking rockabilly, like Elvis looking. I mean, they 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 do poodle it. Poodle skirts and the all. The thing that. is, when they do it, it's like it's all done perfectly. Like he'll be the guy will be wearing a buko jacket and Red Wings. It won't I be like some it. shit jacket that yeah, he's found on I eBay for twenty. I love seeing like some Japanese doo-wop woman. She's dressed up. She's, she's been to she's, the she's been to the Rose Bowl. But she's, she's bought her dress. But she's painted up like a like a like a, a chola chick. Like yeah. she's got real like kind of Mexican vibes oh, yeah. going, and Mexican hairdo and everything. But yeah. she's Japanese, and it's like, oh, dude, I love everything about this. Yeah. So the one that I really that stood out to me. For the show, and it wasn't anything like super over the top, but just the aesthetics of it were like, I'll remember that for Moon Eyes was that swallowtail knuckle. Oh, fuck. It yeah. was a yellow-headed knuckle, mm-hmm. and it had uh, Don Lang engraving on the generator cover. Yep. Um, look that bike up. Look up swallowtail engineering or cycle, whatever. It was next to Cisco's bike that 3G Nuck built. Yeah, that yellow mm-hmm. bike. It's got real tight No, it's uh, black, bar. but it has yellow engine. Yellow engine, but the tank is white with black flames. It's black with yeah something like that yeah 
And the tank, the engraving is so cool because it's like Japanime. It's like one of those tentacle. I porn. think it was a, an American tattoo artist who who did the engraving. Who on did that the engra- But yeah, it looks real. He, it's like one of those big titted de- yeah. devil woman or yeah. something like that. It looks. Su- I mean, it's so fitting for like that whole aesthetic of that bike. Agreed. Um, that was a suit. Like that one stood out to me. But all of the bikes. I mean, it's, it would be hard to pick a winner. Lots of weird Nazi stuff still going on. Over there, like that's still. Well, a they thing. do have yeah, get a thing for the swastika. I don't think they all really the swastika understand. stuff. You never see that stuff, or you rarely see that stuff in the states anymore. So it's strange nah. to see like Hitler posters and shit like that. But that was like, oh, okay, this is oddball. There's some companies that are just doing all of that stuff over there. It's like, squishy. okay, man, this is still a thing. Whatever. So we we chill out in Yokohama. We go to the show the next day. I see Hideo, uh, who did my kit snake kickstand, and he's got snake uh, pegs. Pegs. He did them, and I saw them before, and he had two sets left, front and rear for Snake, for Viper Bike. So I got those from him. That was like the one thing that I bought that for bought, myself. Because that's yeah. not cheap. Those weren't cheap, but they're handmade from Japan. I'll always remember that. And, and I don't snake skin. They're snake skin. I don't know what I'm going to do with those. I, I don't know if I'm going to chrome them. No, I don't know if I'm going to chrome them or anodize them. They're raw right now, and they still have the heat marks on them. Oh, they're cool looking, but I don't. I, I don't I, paint them green like the snake. No, no, I'm going to probably just chrome them out. Yeah. Do them something nice. Do something nice. All right, we go to the show. We yeah. have a great time. We stay one more night in Yokohama. We see you guys. We're hanging out. We see like the Cycle Zombies and all those guys. <laughs> Shout out to all those guys. Then we're off, dude. We're Tokyo. Go- no. Wait, where did you go? We, we go first to uh, Kamikura or Kamikura. Oh, Kamikura. Yeah, for the, that's for the where Buddha. Blue Groove is, but we wanted to see the Great Buddha and go out. We go out, and that's uh, for for those of you folks that don't know Kam- Kamikura or Kamikura. Kamikura. I think it's Kamikura, but. I don't, I don't. I think it's Kamikura. <laughs> Just repeat what I said. <laughs> All right. So we go there. That's the old samurai capital. So end up, the end, during the Endo period, Tokyo was the capital. But the samurais moved their capital to Kamikura. So all the cool old temples are there. Yes. We didn't go to Kyoto, which I heard. That's is, on the bullet train. That's a long way away. It is a long way away near Osaka. And the reason we didn't do that is because we heard it's like fucking insanely touristy. Yeah, I thought Kamakura was touristy as well. It's just fucking... I saw T-Bone Jones there. Oh, forget it. No, oh, yeah. it wasn't too bad. I mean, we, we went and there were some tourists there. But once you get... You can really get out into the woods. And we saw that giant fucking snake. We saw a live, like a big... Not real. Fucking, yeah, real four foot. I think it was a rat snake or something. Well, just think, in the street. It was by one of the signs. We just saw... It was like, fuck... We almost stepped on it. It was this giant four foot snake. And we're like, holy shit. We're like, fuck, man. We're like out in the woods now. Holy fuck. And we climb up all these mountain paths and you see all these crazy temples and old temples. And they're like in the middle of the woods. And you get this like super crazy cool vibe of just being like... There's old cemeteries and stuff like... It got really cool, man. We saw a lot of really... And then we finally walk around. We get to the Great Buddha. If you don't know the Great Buddha, it's this giant bronze statue. That's pretty fucking They cemented all the pieces together and interlocked it so that it was protected from earthquakes. And I forget when it was made, but it was like the 1200s or something. It's old. It stood the test of time. The other fucking crazy thing is if you pay the equivalent of 20 cents in yen, it's like 200 yen. I'm sorry, 20 yen. You can kick the Buddha in the nuts. You kick him right in the nuts, Zach. <laughs> no, you can walk inside the Buddha. No, you can. What were those doors that were open in the back? There's, underneath, there's like, a, there's like a doorway. Fuck. And you go up in there and you can see how all the pieces were put together. Did so, you do it? Yeah, we did it. And there wasn't that many people. Apparently, when some people go, if you go like on holidays or some shit, 
there's a line around the fucking around the whole uh, premises oh, okay. to get in. Yeah. So we went on, of, we well, we went on a fucking Monday or something where it was just like yeah, nobody was there. So yeah. we go to the Great Buddha. We get pictures taken, all that. We eat at this super cool little place um, right by this train station, like r- traditional Japanese. No no white people in there. Fantastic. Yeah. And then we tried to get down to Blue Groove, but it was already getting super no, late. Nice today. And I think they went out with like 3G Nuck and all those guys. Yeah, so we didn't get the ride on uh, with Blue Groove. But he was – Taco was super nice and was like, if you want to come out and ride, you can. We actually did make it to the beach. And, dude, I don't want to sound like all you – know, I'm not like really religious or spiritual or anything. But like I just thought about how appreciative I was that – like we, I was on the coast of the Pacific Ocean, the other coast. Yeah. And we've ridden bikes and been out on Venice Beach and the other side of the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. And then I grew up near Boston, so I was on the Atlantic Ocean. And then when I'm in fucking Nigeria and Cameroon, you can you're on the Atlantic Ocean, you're right on the coast there. On the there. other side. So I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm so appreciative that I've been able to get around the world. And like, dude, I thought I wasn't that into traveling, but man, it was. Well, so if fun. it's for fun, of course it is. I mean, you don't want to go for work and get fucking gangue fever or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, I don't want gangue fever. And no. then like you go and you're just chilling out. We just walked around the beach for a while and then people must have thought we were nuts and then we came back we hop on the train was it the little green one that takes you to the other train the other train yeah 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 and we get on the jr rail and then we get into tokyo shibuya we go no is that true no sorry we had one more night in in uh in in yokohama we went from kamikura we just went a day trip to kamikura went back to yokohama then we have to leave yokohama that's right we leave our bags in Yokohama and we go to Hakone. Where's that? Hakone's up in the fucking mountains. Yeah. And we go there because we specifically want to go do the onsen. The onsen are the traditional hot spring baths. Did you do it? Yeah, like the straight up. I don't know if you've ever seen Even those. with Noah's tattoos. Oh my God, that's a whole nother story. But we see the, uh, the we go up to Hakone and we see uh, there's all these onsens. The onsens are the traditional hot springs. If you think of like those snow monkeys, those macaques, yeah, and they always picture them and they're just fucking they're chilling, just chilling, and it's snowing out and shit. It's like that, and it's Dean. It's pouring rain out. It's freezing cold. I'm in my leather fur vest. I'm freezing. We have to climb up this giant hill. I was like, if we brought our bags, we'd be dead. Oh, fuck that. There's this little bar on the way, and we stop and I'm You just have like, to have a whiskey. Whiskey, yeah. Dude, we get a shot of whiskey, and this was a running theme there. We get a sh- we're like, uh, they don't, is it neat? And we're like, yeah, just put it in a shot glass. And we get a double shot of whiskey, and then when I cheers it, we bottom the glass, and we down it. And they're like, oh! Oh, here I am. I'm going to do it again. Don't. But they're like, oh, no! <laughs> like, they cannot believe you drank that much alcohol as a shot. Even a regular shot of whiskey. And this was even in Tokyo. Yeah. We would get a shot of whiskey, down it, and then say, oh, let's get one for the road. Shot of whiskey, down it, and then leave. And they would be like, devil! The, the Barbarians have just walked in. Yeah. Because they're the Tokyo tradition, or I don't know if it's Japan in general, but like you don't slug alcohol no, like that. No, you just savor it and sip it. If you ask for a neat whiskey, it's like with like in a glass, in, in a regular whiskey glass, and you're sipping it and having conversations. Yeah. So it was, they thought we were fucking lunatics, like just drunks. We get up to the onsen. Well, you are, yeah. (laughs) Get up to the onsen and they see Noah's tattoos peeking out of his jacket and they're like, no. And then they ask me, are you, are you, do you have tattoos as well? And I'm like, no, I don't have any tattoos. And they're like, don't lie. (laughs) That's my, they took my saying. Yeah. They're like, don't Don't lie. lie. (laughs) They have a British accent. They learned it from the podcast. (laughs) They're like, don't lie. 
And then, uh, no, I was like, no, I don't have any. And they're like, you, when, if we see you in there, we're throwing you out. Like, they're still super serious about it. So, no, like, it didn't get to go in. No, no. So, they asked me if I had any tattoos. And uh, they said, uh, and I said, no. And they're like, okay, you can go in with him. Like, but be very discreet about it. I wow. was like, I don't know how you're going to be discreet about it. Get naked. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but he's got fucking tattoos. I guess everywhere. you don't want to show it off. But I kind of acted as his chaperone. And but also, he's, also, well, I mean, he's got bright red hair. He, he does looks like look the devil. just a ne'er do well, and he's got like f- a chest, chest, that, chest pieces and everything. So he's got all the ginger, ginger in his all beard. the ginger features. So he he looked like Red Devil Man. He did. He was like the, the devil. Red Devil face. Yeah, yeah. So Red Devil face and I go in, and he, we get into the uh, into the onsens, and you get yeah, they're not shy about it. They're like, do you want a towel? It's three dollars. And I was like, yeah, I want a towel because I'm I'm like I I was kind of raised irish method like protestant i mean i don't want to show my willy to everyone you know what I, I mean? i'm a very private person like i only get naked when i go in the shower every other time like even in yeah. bed i'm wearing jeans but my you leather wouldn't... my vest <laughs> <laughs> but you don't ever walk around the house naked or I, i'm not one of those bohemian type of people that no? look walk around naked no i don't care I, i'm just not just that put person. a pair of boxer shorts on at that point you know or what jeans I mean? and everything or jeans and a winter jacket a warrant t-shirt so i um so i'm like i'm not i'm, I'm fine with it like i've been to burning man it's happens so when in rome we're like we get naked we got a little towels and you go out there and it's it was rad it was fantastic. how hot was it like a bath they have different baths and they're like all different temperatures and i go like it's so funny man like we're we just we're sticking out like sore thumbs of no course. other white people it's way up in the mountains so like for sure nobody else is there so we go into the bath and i'm freaking out because i go in and i like the first bath i try is like a fucking the hottest of hot <laughs> springs. I'm like, what the fuck? How can you stand? Like, it's burning my skin. So I'm like, is idea. all of it gonna be like this where I can't even get into one of the baths because I look like a big yeah. wuss, you know? But it turns out they're different temperatures. So oh, I found okay. like a medium one, and it's pouring rain out, cold, freezing, cold rain. But you're in and you're naked and you're outside, and it's the perfect temperature. Wow. Like I realize why people do this. Yeah. I'm sitting there, no joke. Like you cross, I, I looked around, and the etiquette isn't to like just let your junk swing out. No, you don't just do the windmill. This, this is the, everybody's crossing their legs, and they tuck the peepee so that it's not full exposed. So they tuck it back. They do the tuck in. They do like a tuck in where you're just like, I guess if you looked on the side, you could see a big willy hanging out. But like m- most guys are just traditionally just not showing. Just not showing their bull bag around. Yeah, they're not. So they're not wide open. <laughs> and this is just very Japanese. Everywhere we went, everybody was super efficient. Like yeah. it's a clean and efficient. And it's unspoken. They just know. It unspoken just... rules. But we see some other guys with tattoos accompanied like Japanese okay. guys. So it was like, oh, this isn't that big a deal. And we see, uh, you know, there was like the efficiency in Japan is talked about. And like there's a comedian. Um, what's his name? Uh, Jim Gaffigan. Do you know that dude? No. He's an American comedian. Funny guy. And yeah. he was talking. He's like, I went over to Japan to do a comedy show. And they're so much better at being humans than everywhere else. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's like, there's only skinny people on the trains. He's like, you never see a fat person. And he's like, if you do see a fat person, they're at a sumo match. Like they're, <laughs> they're fighting for the skin. Yeah. He's like, this is a culture. A, if you see a fat person, it's at Narita Airport in the McDonald's line and it's a fucking couple from the midwest <laughs> yeah it's amazing they said like uh he's like this is a culture that gets their fat people to fight for the skinny people <laughs> and then they're like they fool everybody by being like no no it's so dignified though he's like but put on this diaper and put, <laughs> and put your hair in a bun 
and you fight for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we bet on those matches. Yeah, and we laugh. And we laugh and have a good time. But anyway, uh, it's super efficient. We're in the onsen. It's the perfect temperature. And again, I am the last person to be like, oh, I'm having this metaphysical experience. But it really was like, holy shit, dude. We're out in the fucking pouring cold rain but your body is at a perfect temperature yeah your legs and torsos and loins are all nearly on fire because the water is like scorching <laughs> you got fucking red devil face sitting next I to you red devil face next to me i'm really like in kabuki theater or something so yeah. it was fantastic man we st- we just chilled out there for like i don't know hour hour and a half something like that we get dressed we leave they're so happy to see us go we also stomp in with motorcycle boots and we don't oh, realize you're so supposed to take your shoes off yeah just stomping on all the cherry blossom and fucking <laughs> no no we're, we just we go to the locker rooms but we don't realize before you even get to locker rooms you're supposed to have your shoes oh yeah off. slippers some lady runs out and she's like get your shoes off what are you doing and we're like oh fuck dude we're, we blew it already yeah but they were everybody was super nice we grabbed some food to eat again near a train station and noah's wearing his uh, liquors, shout out, he's wearing his liquor strippers, guns, choppers shirt. Oh, yeah. So the cook comes out and he's like, tell me about liquor. He's like, I know liquor. I, he's like, what stripper? And we kind of do the dancing move of like a stripper. And he's like, oh, yeah, those are. And he calls them some Japanese name. He's like, yeah. you won't find that in Hakone. And we're like, yeah, no, we know. We're not looking for strippers. And then yeah. he's like, guns, I know, American, pow, pow, pow. Yeah. And then he's like, choppers. And we're like, what are choppers? And he's like, I know you guys are chefs. You chop food. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, no, Close. no, that's mo- motorcycles. So we show him some pictures of some choppers, you know. And he's like, oh, choppers, you know. So it was cool that like choppers maybe for them or it's like something like, oh, this is where you chop food real good. <laughs> yeah. And they do do that, man. They chop with the chop all the veggies up real tight so anyway long story long we we uh we're leaving that restaurant and he's like okay goodbye choppers and i was like oh i love it for our nickname is now choppers i yeah. want everybody to call me choppers but anyway it's black knuck yeah you change it's, it's black knuck. it's black black knuck <laughs> all right we need to go we need to move this on because we've got 10 minutes and we got to talk about guitar Wars. we still got to talk about tokyo okay so we um we jam out of Hakone and we're, dude, I, we feel renewed. And we yeah. go to Yokohama, pick up our bags. We head straight to Tokyo. Nightlife in Tokyo. Oh, man. Bonkers, man. We land in Shinjuku. We're staying at Shinjuku, like Kyo Plaza Towers, it's called. Beautiful fucking hotel. Yeah. Right now, if you know Japan, it's right near that like pod-shaped building. It looks like, It's called the Cocoon Building. It's this massive thing with an outer exoskeleton. insane and it's near the metropolitan offices where they're doing all the olympic stuff yeah so you can go up like a hundred floors in the metropolitan it's the second largest building in tokyo and see like a scenic uh, uh, it's an observation tower i also pooped there it was fantastic yeah their bathroom in the metropolitan tower so good high praise reviews Anyway, we're staying at Kiel Plaza Hotel. We get out into Tokyo. We head right into Shinjuku, old to the Golden Guy area. The Golden Guy area, a lot of people know about this, but this is the place where there's 200 bars. Is that Piss Alley? Piss Alley, they called it. Well, they, they nicknamed it Piss Alley, but I think it's because it was called the Golden Guy, and then Golden got translated to piss. Mm, okay. I think there's some connection there. I think I they said just piss in the streets because there was no toilets. Also, they piss in the streets, yeah. But there's no toilets. There's all these mini bars, and they have They're literally— They're amazing. We had all that food. Three bar stools. Yep. 
In a bar. And then a guy cooking the food for you. And a guy cooking the food. And you're literally just right there. And we go to this place called Deathmatch in Hell. Literally the name of the place is Deathmatch in Hell. Is that the place that had the drinks that was $6.66? All of the drinks, everything you can order there is 666 yen. Where if like, here, quick uh, Ryan Birdman tip. If you're in Japan, you don't know the currency exchanges, take two decimal places, move it over. So if it says 666 yen... That's it's about six dollars. It's a little yeah. less than that. It is you, now, yeah. If you do that, you're but that's just easy. Yeah, yeah. You're close to yeah. what you're paying. So you're paying six dollars for whiskey, any any drink you want, uh, a little less than six dollars. Any any if you highball it, even if you ask for a double, he's like six hundred sixty-six. <laughs> I don't get that. I'm always asking for it's a just double. one drink. Yeah. Can so I have a that guy is his name is Go. He's the only per- he's owned the bar for like twelve or fourteen Death years. Death match in hell. Deathmatch in hell. You go in there and there's all kinds of like um, cool Americana horror or sci-fi, like RoboCops on the door. Instant Coop Price contacts on the door. I was like, how to get this far? But there's all like cannibals from hell, posters hanging up, all metal par- paraphernalia. Nice. The guy's blasting Megadeth, so he's playing Tornado of Souls when we walk. So you love it instantly. You're in, instantly. You're in, and you're we in, you're in guy, heaven, a.k.a. hell. Yeah, Deathmatch in hell. And I love the name because the name in English doesn't really – this is, happens all the time in Tokyo. Lost in translation, literally. There is lost in translation where you go and you're like – if you know one person that knows English, they can help you name the bar. With the flyer, yeah. Like whatever. just be like, uh, you know, uh, march through hell or something like that. Like yeah. you would come up with, instead, it's death match in hell, and it's like I love it. It's fantastic. Somehow something gets mistranslated, in and the, everywhere in Tokyo there's stuff like we saw a dove with like a peace sign, and instead of saying love and peace, it said dove and peach. It's <laughs> <laughs> like this is so Somebody. close. Or it's, or it's so, one of their mates who can speak English who's fucking stitching them up. Maybe f- fucking around. And being like, hey, yeah. can you, you know, my bar is called the, the Redwood Bar. You would see bar. stuff like a little sign that was like trying to get you to move out of traffic, but it would be like, please get the hell out of the way. You know what I mean? It's just like oh, a little lost. bit, a little bit lost. But anyway, Deathmatch in Hell is fantastic. If you're in Shinjuku, go to Deathmatch in Hell. Okay. Guitar Wolf. Hold on. We're in Shinjuku our first night. We realized that we're kind of in the red light district. Did so you go for some sucky fucky? No, no. We, we were, we were try, trying to walk home and there's like these women of the night and they're all like, we give you fantastic massage. You know mm. you love it. You're here. And we're like, no, we don't want any of that. But then we realized later on we were in the red light district. I don't do any of that stuff. I don't pay women for any of that stuff. I get, it creeps me out. It gets me sad inside. Yeah. I, if you do that stuff, it's fine. I don't care. I'm not. It's biker or whatever. I don't know if you want to do that stuff, but I don't want to get involved in any of that stuff. Yeah. We were even contemplating like, hey, do you want to go to one of these like weird like uh, the Japanime girl cafes where you just talk, talk, talk to pay her. a girl to talk to her. <laughs> yeah, they pay girls to talk to them, and, and I was out. like. I can talk to girls awkwardly my entire life for free. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've I'm, been doing that for I'm years. I'm so good at it, man. Yeah. This is a free service with me. So yeah. I don't want to pay somebody to be like, oh, he- hello. And then it's like, hello. <laughs> you know, oh, okay. We, we, you know, it's just you never going to do that at Starbucks. Yeah, I can do that at Starbucks. I did that at Starbucks. I know. Oh. She fell in love, dude. We went to Tokyo. We... It's just an aside. I know we'll get to guitar world, but while we're going Go in the breakfast, we're going to breakfast every morning. We're going to Starbucks for breakfast, just because. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you can go to traditional, uh, fucking, Japanese breakfasts, but we're hungover every almost every day, every day. and it's like I just want like a American waffle and a coffee. <laughs> 
you know what I mean? Try to get some poop out in this wonderful toilet and then, and then go and do it all over again. Yeah. So we meet this girl. I, I'm going to give her a shout out. She, Yuki, Yuki Mara is her name. She's okay. like a Japan made girl come to life. And she's like the manager at Starbucks Tokyo in oh, wow. Shinjuku. Yeah. And we just go in the first time and we say hello. You know, we're like, uh, Kanichiwa. And she's like, hello. And then we're trying to like, we're, uh, thank you so much for having us. We're having a wonderful time. And she's like, I've been to Seattle. She yeah. went to go see Wolves in the Throne. No, she <laughs> She had been to Seattle before, but never Los Angeles. And she said, thank you so much for coming in every day. And we're like, she's so nice. The last day we were there, she wasn't there. And we were going to say goodbye and like leave her a little gift. Yeah. And she, Dean, she comes, her, her, her uh, fucking manager, her like assistant comes out. He's a guy. And yeah. he's like, I'm so sorry. Not today. Not today. And we thought he was throwing us out of Starbucks because we looked like shit. Well, yeah. That was the last night in Tokyo. We fucking went hard you did as you a go, did you party, Yeah. So we came in. And he's like, not today. Not today. And we're like, oh, dude, we're a garbage. We're human <laughs> we garbage. We just want coffee. We just want coffee. And he's like, no, no, I'm sorry. Yuki Maro is not working today. But she left you this. What did she leave you? She left us a fucking handwritten letter that said, like, dear America's best friends. <laughs> <laughs> Lost in translation. Lost in translation. She's like, thank you so much for coming in every day and being so nice to me. And you were so welcoming. And we hope Japan was wonderful for you. Here are some samurai postcards and a sticker pack. And I'm like, this girl had to go out and buy all of this shit. And then well, you know what I found out from my Japanese friends? This letter. Yeah, but they don't have small talk. When we go into a store in America yes. and we're like, hey, what's up, man? The guy behind the counter. Nah, not bad. How's your day? Yeah, not too bad. Hey, what are the, you know. Japan, nothing, they don't do that. Nothing. They don't do that. They hand the thing and they say thank you and they leave. So for somebody to come in and be like, hey, how are you? They're like... Blown away. They're blown away. And for them to go back and like make another effort to like make contact, and she's like, if you have Facebook, they don't, but people don't realize nobody has Facebook really. I mean, I guess people do have Facebook, but no, not really. Nobody uses it, yeah. Yeah, so she's like, if you have Facebook, please look me up. And she wrote out this letter, and I was thinking about her. And of course, I'm just being dumb, and it's a first world country, and everybody has electricity, but I'm thinking her like handwriting it by a candle. Yeah. So her dad doesn't find out she's writing a mayhem concert. Mayhem concert. And (laughs) so I'm just like, this is the sweetest thing ever. So Yuki Mara really stood out as a wonderful human being. Did you tell her about the podcast? No, no, I didn't want to. Did you get her Instagram name? I was like, oh, no. (laughs) So I had said, uh, yeah, I I got her Instagram handle. So if you want to. We could stalk her. Yeah, sure. So so we, um, so she wrote out this nice letter and I left a card with her and said, thank you. And the guy took it with both of his hands. That's what they do. And he's like, and you don't put it in your back pocket. You know why? Because that's where you shit. He, he really honestly he's like i will make sure that she gets this and he was so serious about it it looked like he would commit like harikari yeah like, he's gonna kill himself if he seppuku loses that card if he, if he, if he, he would definitely play sudoku if he lost that card no seppuku what's seppuku is a different when you game kill yourself you take out your intestines oh okay because the the soul is where the that your intestines are houses your soul according to old, old samurai no no just that's why they would kill themselves by sword to the gut so that their soul could be released before their enemies captured. That's a very painful way to go. Isn't we it? went to the samurai museum before I get into oh, guitar wolf. All right, no, no, we got time. We went to the samurai museum and they told us all, there was all this really good information right in Japan. Go to the samurai museum if you're there. They all the little samurai guys. They started out at age twelve, so a lot of the samurai masks had mustaches on the mask, and that was to hide their age. Oh Not, shit. And they often had like big headdresses that went way tall because they were 12 year old kids. So they're little peanut heads. Yeah, they're little peanut heads and they have mustaches, but it's like to to look. And they found out their ponies 
were well, miniature like, ponies. Like, <laughs> they're little ponies. My little ponies. <laughs> they were all like no. what we would consider toy horses here. So they said, even though it was thought of as being like a your tr- rich tradition, and now samurai legends have been, but they said they were like little ponies with twelve year old kids on it. I mean, imagine the Portuguese going over there. Must have been like, and the Portuguese aren't known for their height, no. But they must have just been like, we got revolvers. We're just blasting through these guys. Well, you could just kick them in the nuts and hold their heads like that. <laughs> no, we, their no. fists wouldn't even reach us <laughs> with the punches. Funny <laughs> hill thing. Yeah. So they didn't. They didn't have big warriors. So the idea that like the samurai period had to end made a lot of sense because it's like this wasn't the terrifying army that you might have thought. Like legend has made. They were really uh, fierce fighters and proud fighters, but I think they got their. But they shit were. Kicked. They just. They were like little umpalumpas. Can you imagine around. like Vikings running through that? You know what I mean? Burning churches and all that. Like it's barbarians. Like those guys were massive. Yeah, and these guys are tiny. Like the Scandinavians and stuff. Yeah, but they were so. probably running through their legs and doing all that shit. You know what I mean? Like They had different tactics. And they would. They said samurais used this. This was really interesting to me. They said that samurais, when they first started warring, they would they would uh, go up and formally introduce themselves to each other and be like, Hi, I'm, hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm about to kill you. And I am like, hi, I am uh, Yukimaru. That's how formal they are. They would form, and then they would go back to their lines and start fighting. Well, the Mongolians came over and they were just like, ah! like yeah. screaming and They're killing like, wait, They were putting their hand out to shake it and they were getting their heads chopped yeah, off. Yeah, and they would chop the horse. I didn't know this. Samurai super proud tradition of like formalizing combat and introducing yourselves. But their main combat uh, on horseback was to try to cut the legs off the horses. So the guy would just fall and die. And I was like, that seems like the opposite of respectful. Like, that's... Wait, the Japanese would do that to the other person? The samurai would try to cut the legs off the horses. They were not... They didn't give a shit about honorable fighting once that shit got started. No, but listen, they've already shaken hands. So then it's a free then for it's all. Free for then all. it's yeah, prison yeah. rules. Yeah. Whereas, like, I feel like in the like medieval times in Europe, the, the main... There's main no pack- fucking rules. The main tactic, yeah, I guess maybe they would still do it's that. It's war, dude. I always think of it being as like, I don't know, man, that's fencing and shit. Yeah, it's I not like that. This is that, not yeah. Oxford uh, University. Jesus Christ, I would have been dead I'm so early. I'm freezing in this room. In okay. medieval times. Listen, please, for fuck's sake, what? guitar wolf. Are you tired? Yes, I'm All fucked. Right. I'm still hungover from So yesterday. Yuki Morrow was fantastic. And you're right. We talked to somebody that was talking about small talk. And they said there was no equivalent of, of saying like... There's no like, hey, how's it going? How, but how are you? But not even that. Like, you know how like, I, I don't know, for me, when I meet a girl, I might be like, oh, hi. Like you might change your tone or your I do. I, do. I go. I, I go. Oh hey. And I just do it like a <laughs> yeah. more of a whisper, like an Elvis yeah. impersonator. Oh, 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 have a different I don't know and it's probably sexist of me but I have a different way of saying hi well I definitely breathe in because it makes my because I'm on this keto diet now but I definitely breathe in people to lose can't see your the belly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it makes me like look. oh hey oh hey and, and then, then I breathe like, in they might immediately know that you're interested there's nothing like that in Japan if you are kind of interested in a girl there you're not like oh konnichiwa wow 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 nobody does that it's stupid so every, your greetings to males and females or people you're not interested in or interested is exactly the same and then I was like so well how do how do, people, they know? how do people know or meet? And she's like, what would normally happen is you would have a friend that had a friend that was single. Oh, Jesus and you would Christ. all go out as a group and do like noodle, nudes, send nudes. <laughs> you would go out for noodles or like yami chan chicken. And then you would go out another time and then another time. And then at some point after the third or fourth time, you might be like, 
hey, do you want to go to like the Christmas time market together? But no, like just completely stone faced. Yeah, and no, but, and then your friends wouldn't go, and then you'd both get the idea of like, oh, oh something's about to go. You go up to the fucky. old Los Angeles, uh, I mean, the, the old California last last bar, the old miso horny, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no miso soup. I mean, oh miso soup, yeah. So you would go, and then you would realize that you were each interested, and you might peck on the cheeks. And it's like oh, the westernized yeah. world is so much quicker moving than that. Well, but yeah. the idea of like a one-night stand or anything like that is so unheard of. So again, to, to do that kind of for, informal introduction and for Yukimaru to write us a letter, I really appreciate it. It was a per, nice personal touch. Tokyo, other than that, is pretty harsh. I want to tell people. It's, yeah. it's pretty strict. We did do Mario Karts. You, if you do the Mario Karts, you dress up like a character, not Nintendo related. They got sued, so we dressed up like Chippendale. Dean, no fucking joke. Was it fun? We're chipmunks from American cartoons. You had to. Yeah. It was the most dangerous motor, motor <laughs> How sport. How the fuck did they get insurance on that shit? Japan has this world where it's so strict and conservative, but then you have something like the Mario Cars, where you're fucking going fifty miles In a an hour. In a go-kart, no seatbelt, no helmet. <laughs> in a costume where you can't really control your feet. The gas pe- the gas and pedal are shit. They're all Chinese-made go-karts, so they're like fucking... The, the brakes Gnarly. are spongy as fuck, man. So and like, the steering they're... is twitchy, man. It's like a fucking meth cabin. I mean, you just like touch the steering wheel and, and it just it flips you off into, it wants to go into the wall yeah and, sh- and the our head person was <clears> like the tour guide was like here's gas here's brake here's how to start it see ya <laughs> no seatbelt be careful like goodbye and goodbye then, and who takes you she around takes off, and then oh. she's she said uh, the Japanese police are very strict about um, cell phone use so please only take out your phones when you're stopped at a light <laughs> and we're like what the fuck we're riding we dress up as um Chip and Dale, American cartoons. Yeah. The two were only with uh, other Asian kids. And I'm not being racist. Like, one kid was from Hong Kong, one kid was from Korea, and one kid was from China, mainland China. Yeah. And uh, the two China, the two kids in front of us dress up like minions. So, like, <laughs> this is fucking racist as fuck. So, there's, everybody's in cosplay. They, it's the they, Rose Bowl. Yeah, but you're just, I think you want to kind of represent. So, it's like the kids dressed up like minions. Or maybe they just like the minions. I don't know. We dressed up as Chippendale. And then the kid from Hong Kong I think you're talking up. about chipmunks, not Chippendales. Chippendales are strippers that wear bow ties. No, Chippendale are the two American, the Disney oh, cartoons. Oh, Chip and Dale. Chip and Dale. That's what they're called. I thought it was Alvin and something else. No, those are the chipmunk, the three chipmunks. Wait, Chip and Dale. Chip are... and Dale, their own cartoon. Okay, so they're squirrels. They're the brown chip. No, they're chipmunks. So they're... Chip and Dale are chipmunks, and then the chipmunks are different. Yeah, that's a different cartoon. Oh, fuck. They're all no. chipmunks, but yeah. So you're fucking... Chip and Dale. All yeah. right, got it. Dude, this has got to be the cover for sure. Oh, fuck. <laughs> the Dice Podcast cover from Japan. Just <laughs> chip and Dale. Yeah, Chip and Dale. That's where Chip and Dale's got their name. The stripper, the male stripper. Oh, got it. Okay. So the, we're dressed up as the chipmunks. I thought and then, you dress up as strippers on these Mario cars. We're just even naked. More hilarious. We're like we're still in the odds. <laughs> yeah. No, we. So and the dude behind us dressed up as Buff Spider Man, the kid from Hong Kong. He's got a GoPro camera on his head. Yeah. We all take off. No joke. The second light, he loses. He thinks he loses his GoPro camera. It falls off his head, but it just falls into his into his hood. Yeah. He's looking back to try to find it, <laughs> and he smashes it. I turn around and hear screeching tires, and he fucking indie cars Noah. <laughs> No. He he rides up. You know, when the Indy cars crash and they just launch on top of him? He, he went over Noah's head. Over it. No, he breaks Noah's tail light, his turn <laughs> signal. 
the tires go up on each other. He slides a little bit into me. I'm like, holy fuck, dude, we've had a major incident. <laughs> they just keep going. I want to shut down everything at this point. I'm like, we'll have to reschedule it for another day. Oh, by the way, it's at night. <laughs> we get to do our, our tour at 930 at night. And as I said, everything else in Tokyo is shutting down. Like a lot of the stuff is 10 o'clock. Everything, yeah. But we're 930. It's a two-hour tour. Two hours. Two in hours those things. on the streets of Tokyo. That's too long. Eighteen wheelers. Too- <laughs> yeah, no joke. After the first hour, it's like my hands are fucking freezing. I'm like, dude, Noah's got on his full fucking <laughs> winter mitts because he's from Santa Cruz, man. He can't take the cold, so he's like fucking he's bundled up. Out. He's kind of crazy freaking. Well, he's on. driving with another go kart on his head. <laughs> the go kart Indianism. <laughs> so she stops everything. She's like, whoa, whoa. She gets out of her car. We're on the goddamn highway. <laughs> And she fucking You're on like, the freeway. We're on the freeway. We go fuck. over the Rainbow Bridge. That's the whole reason that they do the Mario Kart oh, is because fuck. the Rainbow Bridge is a real Mario Kart level. It was it was named after the Rainbow Bridge in Tokyo. So they're on the, so she gets out. Dude, I'm telling you what, if you're a tourist and you go they're not gonna run this for long. They're, they're Somebody's far, gonna die. Yeah, as soon as point. there's an international death. There is absolutely no way this would ever get run in the United States. United States land of the free and all that. Fuck that, dude. It is like, there is no way, their lawsuits would be through the roof, man. Yeah. You'd have helmet safety gear. The thing would go 15 miles an hour. They're talking about lawsuits with the fucking electric scooters. But Japan, Tokyo, they're like, fuck it, dude, let's run it. The go karts are unsafe. <laughs> the kid almost clips a wall. He would have been dead. He like just twitches out of the way. It looked like he was falling asleep or something. It's late, man. These kids aren't used to stand up. The minion almost fell asleep. The kid runs up on Noah. The girl gets out of her car in the middle of the street. She's like, is anybody hurt? I'm like, his turn signal's dangling on the ground. The kid finds his GoPro and his Spider-Man helmet. He's like, all right, let's go. And she's like, forget it. Let's just keep going. We're fine. Your cars still work. And the kid's like, my steering's a little bit weird. She's like, well, just figure it out. Just oversteer. Yeah. So we take off again. We're doing 55 miles an hour. She said, Fuck no, no, no videos. I sneak a video of, of no behind me. And it's like, I'm, I'm scared though. I'm holding the phone. I'm like, please don't lose them. And I'm one hand on the go-kart. And it's like, it's so sketch, man. But I get video of us. Cause I'm like, when are you ever going to do this again? Yeah. If you do go to Tokyo, go on the Mario Kart. It's it's a motorsport. It is no joke. But you, in order to do that, you have to get your international driver's license before you go. Okay. They're really you can get those from AAA. You get them from AAA. It's eight dollars. They take a photo of you. They <laughs> stamp it. it, and that's yeah. it. But do it before you go because you can't get your international driver's license in Japan, and you cannot get on the Mario Karts unless you have an international. They were very serious. They scanned it and everything. Okay. Here's the other funny fucking thing. They charge you a minimum of 50,000 yen to, to, for insurance if you get into an accident with your carts. Yeah. So 50,000, take two zeros off. 500. That's 500 minimum, $500. The go-kart, the, to- <laughs> the total is worth 125 bucks. Yeah. They're the most unsafe thing ever. They're smoking. They're fucking two-stage, two-stroke oil and shit oh, pouring shit. out of them. The headlight's all wonky. You got a high beam though, but the high beams, she's like, don't turn your high beams on. I know you can see where you're going if you use them, but she's like, it ruins the photos. So leave your low beam. What photos? You're not even allowed to take photos. She's taking photos every stop. We got like 55 photos. And dude, they're real good about it. Like when you get back to the station, they they airdrop them all to you. So even if you're in airplane mode, you air the air drops all the photos. Perfect. So we're running. She's like, but you can pay fifty thousand yen if you break the car, or you can pay a five hundred yen service fee. That's five dollars, yeah. and that covers everything. It's insurance. So everybody gets the insurance. The kid Indies Noah 
Indy cars on five bucks. It breaks everything on the back of his car. You five know? bucks. And the kid's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Then the kid's freaking out behind us. He's like three miles back. Because <laughs> he doesn't so want to show <laughs> Shit housing somebody, you know what I mean? And uh, I'm like, Noah's like, no, hitty witty. You know what I mean? can't <laughs> talk to the guy. So we're jamming on these things, and they're fucking sketch as fuck. It was the most fun. If you can do that, man, do that. There's I'm going to do it next time. There's a one-hour tour. T- one hour is better than two, There's a two-hour tour, and there's a three-hour <laughs> tour. It's like, what the what fuck? The fuck? That's you go all much. the way up to the bass. And you go, <laughs> you to, the to, Kyoto. And you go through the bass, and then you take off. No. You, I mean, it, I couldn't imagine a three-hour tour. The two-hour two tour, we got back at 1130. I'm like, I'm, I'm physically fucked. and mentally exhausted. <laughs> But here's the cool thing, dude. She gets you into the tour, gets you into parking lo- garages, parking complexes, and they're closed you're just to the public, to... so you're ripping around them. <laughs> I mean, as fast as you want, safely think you can go. So there's no. I've had go karts and ATVs my whole life. I was terrified. In <laughs> She's fucking drifting the thing. I mean, they have a handbrake, you can drift them. She didn't recommend it, but she said, please, please don't drift them. But then she's like, she's drifting. <laughs> We're like, I'm fucking tossing that thing into the corners and you're almost hitting parked cars and shit. I mean, it's real close. And then you get up to the top of it and you have this huge scenic outlook. <clears throat> oh, shit. You take pictures. She's like, if you want to pee, you can pee. And then we get back in, go back down the... It's like a movie or some shit. Then she's like, oh, okay, uh, how's everyone feeling? I'm like, okay, we go see the giant Gundam <laughs> statue. And then she's like, how's everybody feeling? I'm like, no. And she's like, okay, we're going to start heading back now. It's another hour. I'm like, What? This is only half over. I couldn't believe how long that shit was. Yeah, one hour is better. One hour is enough, man. Two hours was insane. That's like the fucking podcast. We've got to cap it. This is bullshit. Oh, it's so long. Okay, so we get back from the Mario Kart. It's fantastic. We're not going to have time to talk about Guitar Wolf. No, we're going to do Guitar Wolf. So we we go in uh, to Tokyo. We're like looking for live shows to go to. This is just hitting some of the things. And we go to Shibuya Station. Shibuya State, we're looking around for live stuff. Shibuya Station has this record uh, rock shop called Blitz. They have all super cool. If you go to Shibuya, right in Shibuya Station, up on the third floor, there's this a place called Blitz. They have the craziest old heavy metal t-shirts you'll ever find anywhere. Okay. Uh, they were expensive. Ugh. I didn't really need anything, but they have original Burzum shirts. What happens is this place has some agreement with all the major arenas so that if you have Japanese tour shirts as a band and you don't sell out, <laughs> get the hint, wolves in the throne room. Yeah. You can sell those. They sell those shirts to that store, and that store carries all those old heavy metals. So we're like, we got to see a live show when we're here. The second night we're in Tokyo, we go to we see the flyer for fucking Guitar Wolf. Guitar Wolf and Gaido. If you don't know Guitar Wolf, look those fuckers up. Fucking they have cool. been around forever, and they are like – They're legit. The most legit Japanese like noise rock, rock, rock and roll, band, yeah. rock and roll noise band, and rock and roll for sure. All wearing leather jackets, the they're all time. tight and leather sunglasses. jackets, sunglasses, like fucking slick, slick back, back hair. <clears throat> they are the most insane. We see them in this little small place. These older Japanese girls get a wind of us. We're in the back, and no joke, man, we're in the back, but we're just fucking. We can see the whole show. We can't move up any and because just, we'd be he's so, getting carried by the crowd. He's getting, and, and he's like rock and we, I got a video of it up on my Instagram. He's like rock and roll, rock and roll, and he's just then he gets back up and he's smashing his guitar and he's fucking hitting the lights and all that. It sounds like, like the Black Tibetans. It's the Black Tibetans times a hundred. The dudes are running around like fucking nuts. So and the place is this little small venue where the energy, the vibe is just fantastic. And oh man so that that was a good little addition to your japanese trip i mean there's like some folks in the back 
they're like business suit guys because this was like a Tuesday or Wednesday night or something like that. They're business suit and they're wasted. And it's like the a lot. All the Japanese business people do that. It's accepted from through that. I saw the first time I went to Japan. There was a businessman asleep on the floor yeah. with his briefcase in one hand and an open wallet in the other hand. Yeah. And everybody was just walking around. Oh, uh, I couldn't believe how many bicycles and shit and mopeds and all that. Yeah. Like motorcycles were left <laughs> unattended, no locks or anything. No worries. Like, dude, I, I very respectful. Everybody would leave their stuff out. You never. You could leave a helmet anywhere. You wouldn't have to worry about getting it stolen. Yep. Very respectable. Um, the suit guy, there was a gr group of drunk suit guys. I don't even know if they like Guitar Wolf. They might just be like, we go to this venue all the time. You yeah. Know? And they're Hammered. trash, man. Like all leaning against the pole and just pass, <laughs> nearly passed out. And Guitar Wolf's blasting. There's a lot of Guitar Wolf fans there that are like starting the equivalent of a pit. Like most folks in Japan, when you're watching a show. They don't. It they was just, just kind of standing there and watching, but the, this people were moving, and it was the energy. Did you buy a t-shirt? Did have any large t-shirts for sale? They had t-shirts for sale, but they were a little too expensive. We got like a pin because it was just a cooler. Is that Santa? What's we, that had, noise? we had a pin. Uh, they had the Guitar Wolf pins, and it's the old uh, Clay Smith Roadrunner yep. with the cigar. Mm -hmm. But instead, it's a wolf, and he's got a guitar neck coming out of his mouth. And it was like, dude, enamel pin, real high quality, the equivalent of like eight bucks. We each got one of those Guitar Wolf pins. It's on my jacket. I was so thrilled to see a Tokyo legendary band in Tokyo. In a Tokyo. Japan legendary band in Tokyo. Um, man, if you get a chance to see those guys and they're touring, I can't imagine. They're playing the Dice Party next year. If they play the Dice Party, man, I will fucking flip out. That would be a fantastic show. Yep, they are. So that's <clears throat> Japan in a nutshell. Tokyo There's is more, bonkers. But, yeah. yeah, I mean... I heard we didn't go to Rapunge. Rapunge is like the big club scene. We went to Harajuku. Harajuku. And that was like all cutesy anime girls, a little bit freaky, a little bit weird. Shopping and consumerism is still huge in Japan. Yeah. There's still like a ton of that going on. Um, and we were there around Christmas time, so people were really going over the top. I love it. And then the other thing that we went to was uh, Akihabara, or Akihabara or Akihabara, which is the big electronics district. Oh, okay. And we saw all of the arcade stuff, and I got to go to the fucking um, Tamiya factory. What is that noise? That's Santa. Santa's here. Oh. Because we've been good little boys. Oh, good. I went to the Tamiya factory. Oh, yeah. Which is the old RC plastic model kit. Oh, you love that shit. I just want to mention this before we go. Um, I go to the Tamiya factory. They have every model that they've ever made. They get one of everything. They have multiples of everything, and they have all the RC kits. I was, like, flipping the fuck out. Everything was super cheap. That If you know Tamiya, they were popular in the 80s. And you like those the for their cars, and they were very Yeah, detailed. they have, like, the Grasshopper and the Frog. Those were your first, like, true adult RC cars. When you were a kid and you had that, that felt like a real machine. Okay. They've since been surpassed by many RC companies, but they have, like, that's, like, the old school, like, if you're into old school arcade games, Old school RC cars. Tamiya is the company. They have one of, at least one of everything in stock. And I asked the guy, what if you didn't have something in stock? And he's like, I don't know what that means. Like, <laughs> it would be so disrespectful to our customers if they came in and they wanted one of our products. Well, what about what happened to me at the hotel? And we couldn't provide. What? Did you hear what happened? No. So we left, me and Annie left. <clears throat> I bought, you know, it's a very nice hotel. So I got the shittiest room in the very nice hotel. Yeah. You know, and it's like... 400 bucks a night and we wanted to do a couple of nights of like yeah. nice so we get there and the guy's like oh check-ins at two and i said okay great um we'll be back at two he said yeah your room will be ready at two so i go back i see the same guy it's two minutes to two and i'm like hey man and he said 
oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm so sorry, your room's not ready. And because he told me that my room would be ready at two o'clock and I'd come back and the room wasn't ready, they upgraded us to the presidential suite. No way. $3,000 a night room. <laughs> you walk amazing. in and it was the hangout room, lounge thing, another door, back into the bedroom. Podcast room. Podcast. <laughs> there was fucking, it was, but it, you know, we, amazing yeah but that I, was because he did it because he felt it so was ashamed probably Noah and i that left late because we missed our checkout the last day and we were like so ashamed we missed it by seven minutes because we were fucked and then we we left and we were like apologizing and he was like no i understand how you're american and i was yeah, like you're oh american. no no he's like i understand you piece of shit yeah he had that kind of attitude but we were late checking out we got out seven minutes but anyway that that whole experience of like it, it would be unheard of for them to not have something in stock. It's so disrespectful <clears throat> if you want one of their models and, and it's not in it. stock. Man, they, would it, do the, they would do the, the samurai through the... Yeah, they seppuku. They do sudoku. Sudoku. So they would, ramp, you know, they would just be so upset if they, if they ran out of stock. And it was, it, they had every model they had ever made in stock. I was blown away, man. The inner nerd in me was like flipping out and I wanted to stay in the arcades and stuff like that. But this is good when you have somebody like a friend like Noah who's like, listen, man, we got to get out of here. Like this is over the top. <laughs> you can't come home. I, was, I had all these grand schemes of like if I buy 10 models, I can sell them in the States. I was like, like nah. I don't want to carry these in the airport. Are you nah, fuck that ridiculous. Shit. So we did do that. We went to the Tamiya. There's a ton of other stuff we did in Japan. All right, but, dude, but it's boring now. Let's we had a blast. It. it was fantastic. Guitar Wolf was killer. Do the Mario Karts. Everything's clean over there. Everything's neat. It, the neat and organized thing was fantastic, but almost to a fault. And like you said, in the subways, they chirp in the bird noises. Well, that's if you fall asleep and you you recognize your, the bird, your, bird yeah. your station. It's all different. Every station has a unique one, but yes. I don't think they're particularly pleasing noises. Like no, the, for the first ones we went to, there was like, it was like a nice bird chirp. But then, then we got like, to... <laughs> yeah. One of the stations was a crow. And it was like, you're <laughs> like, holy shit. Like this well, is you run out of noises because there's only how many species of bird are there? There's probably like five in there's the world. There's five species of birds, yeah. In the world. There's like ducks, and then bats, banana banana bats. And banana and bats. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. All right, can we end this shit now, please? Yes. All right. Um going to Japan, it was a super fun time, super efficient, rad toilets, uh, good bikes, everything. If you can check it out and you can make it over there, it's fantastic. Dean, thank you so much, man. Thank we'll you. do another podcast when you're back. You're back soon, right? I'll be back in a little bit, yeah. Okay, well... It, so please don't DM me to stay, do another podcast because I don't tuned. live we'll here. Stay tuned. We'll do them when we can. We're, we're trying our best out <clears throat> They're here. They're free for fuck's the sake. The struggle is real. Thank you so much, everyone. Okay. Bye. Arigato.